This is Jerry Mason, the Kicking Lawyer, and I'm inviting everyone to join us every Tuesday at 5 p.m. on the Kicking Lawyer fan page on Facebook for Law Talk Live, where we discuss business, politics, current events, and the law. If you miss the live version, you can watch the playback on YouTube or listen on your favorite podcast platform. All right, it's Jerry Mace, the Kicking Lawyer, and we're here for another Law Talk. Uh, this is not live, so if you guys are commenting, I appreciate your comments, but uh, uh, we'll have to check those back later. Don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe to all our content across podcast and social media platforms. We're also on TikTok. We've got a pretty good following over there. Feel free to check that out. There's legal information, Josh dancing all the time. It's a lot of fun. Not true. Don't Tons dance. of j- dancing. <laughs> we want to remind you to download uh, Wonder Girl by N.A. The Band. It is free. You can go to Spotify, iTunes Music, and listen to that and give those guys a listen. Uh, very talented young men. Michelle Allen's a longtime sponsor of the show. She's your go-to cry-like realtor in the area if you're buying, selling, renting, leasing real estate or genuinely just want to have a good conversation. She'd be glad to talk to you. Uh, Mason's High Octane Martial Arts has been located in Covington since 93. They've created a kicking lawyer and many champions. You can visit masonsmartialarts.com for more information. We're in a Christmas special, $149. gets a uniform and a month of lessons if you check that out. Uh, of course, the Cellar Restaurant Prohibition Bar um, is in Covington. opens at 4 o'clock. The one thing I forget to mention uh, the last couple of weeks is we are going to have a New Year's big shindig celebration it's a masquerade ball with a full live jazz band masks dress up the whole deal hopefully you guys um, uh, will check that out i don't know when we're airing this one but um there may be tickets still available and of course masonite digital marketing we're glad to help you with your brand presence or whether it's uh, social media postings marketing plans online presence etc uh, and joining me today is Miss Krista Thurston. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? And uh, you are Morgan and Morgan with Morgan and Morgan. I'm not a Morgan, but I am with Morgan <laughs> yeah, and Morgan. I, I get that. There's a lot of them, though. There's a lot of sure. Uh, there's a lot of jokes about Morgan and Morgan and Morgan and Morgan and Morgan. Certainly. Uh, so I'll tell briefly about you, then I'm gonna let you give your background. So for those that don't know, our firm is partnered with Morgan and Morgan where if there are cases that we get in that we don't handle, we have access to their direct intake system and we get you immediately hooked up with them. And so far we've had a good relationship. A client seemed to be pleased with it. Um, So it's sort of a referral partner of ours. And it sort of started from, um, uh, they reached out to us and we're trying to, I guess you can explain this in a second, but, you know, get affiliate lawyers in the area to help with case traction And then in the course of that, that's how I got to um, correspond with John Morgan a little bit. And then, of course, got to go to the horse race thing last year. Today she fed us lunch, so they're they're treating us nice. We have a lot of fun. Yeah. So tell me, give me a little background on you, how you got into this, all that kind of stuff. Cool. So I, usually when people ask this question about me, I don't even know where to start, but I got connected with Morgan & Morgan back in 2020. So I have... A background in sales and specifically relationship-based sales but at the time during 2020 I was working a consulting sales job and I made it through a lot of rounds of layoffs and then finally I was affected by that so I was on the job hunt for quite a while and um, I can't even remember if they contacted me or I contacted them but I got connected with Isaac Schechter who's the director of the Morgan Connection and basically we were just starting off 
um, the Morgans came up with the idea of creating a sales team at a law firm. So when they were recruiting me, I was like, I don't even know what you're trying to Google. Like, what is it I'm going to be doing? And you're like, I don't know. So I am an account executive with the Morgan Connection, which is our in or our referral partnership program. It is not that revolutionary in the fact that all law firms do referrals, mm-hmm. hopefully, the ones that are doing a good business model and, and making sure that they're helping out their clients. But now we have people that are actually the ones who are in charge of it. So we're making sure that we are working with you as a, a, a referral partner well. The clients are taken care of. The whole industry of law is so confusing. Mm-hmm. So I guess we go back to my background. I always had an interest in law. I have a degree in economics, and economics and law are so very tied together. I thought I would go to law school for a long time, but I was still could. Sure. I still could, and yeah. I still might. We'll see. But um, I, I, I feared committing three more years with even more student loan debt yeah. to find out that I don't actually want to do this job. When I when I graduate, I don't know what is it I actually want to do. So I spent a couple of years figuring that out, and I it feels so blessed that my job is to hang out with cool attorneys every day, get to know people, help clients on the hardest days of their life, and be involved in the practice of law that I always wanted to be a part of. Yeah. So I, you know, the Morgans have had a great um, track record. At least John Morgan has of being sort of inventive in marketing, Mm -hmm. marketing, branding, et cetera. And so I was interested, well, I told you from the beginning, like one of my, because, you know, in the beginning from a lawyer perspective, when people approach you about some type of agreement that we have, you're like, well, is it really going to be a benefit to me or is it worth my effort and time? You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. y'all are real nice and everything, but I'm just, you got to look at it from a business perspective. And so from the beginning, there were two main things that I was looking for. And there's been more benefits from that uh, partnership than I had anticipated. But the first two was I was hoping to get a hold of John Morgan or somebody that could sort of mentor me as we tried to grow, as I grew my own law firm. And then number two, of course, I wanted the criminal leads, you know, mm-hmm. I wanted all those leads. But there's been residual benefits that I didn't anticipate. I'm, you know, it's been nice getting to know you and, and the people that you work with. And then you guys invite us to really cool parties and stuff. And um, so that, that's been nice, but you know, the clients get good service too. That, and that's what I was going to say. What I was surprised by is I was probably like a lot of people. I think people often misread brands that do a good job marketing like Morgan and Morgan. It almost becomes comical to some degree. You know, them. the branding works. Everybody knows Morgan and Morgan. Yeah. I was talking about it this morning. Uh, Josh and I were at this, uh, uh this thing at a high, local high school for these, um, sort of advanced kids anyway. And I was like, uh, they were asking about marketing stuff, and I said, "Well, who's heard of Morgan and Morgan?" And they were everybody oh, had heard really? of Morgan and Morgan, yeah. But I think a lot of people might have the con; they might not have a concept in their head that they're really aggressive or they're good lawyers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. That's just my perception on what it was. What I was surprised to find and glad to find, as I did my own research on you guys. So Morgan and Morgan is one of the most aggressive law firms on trials. Like mm-hmm. you guys will go to trial yeah. and you have the respect of the insurance companies and everybody else. And now you've got the money behind it to back it. So yeah. it's a very uh, formidable force. So for me, not doing the kind of law you guys do, it was a no brainer. Oh, let's partner with the best in the business that that do, does that area of law. Yeah. Uh, and I think it just ele- elevates all of us. Well, you know, it's actually... Um I know I mentioned that I have a degree in economics. I have a second one in public relations. And in the practice of that, we learned a lot about that the more you market, the more people are going to distrust your brand, Mm -hmm. actually. It's just a part of human nature these days. Think about the biggest companies that you know that are marketers. Mm -hmm. 
it probably goes back to like let's say Marlboro. Yeah. The tobacco industry was marketing so much, and I just had a conversation with my dad because I'm trying to get him to stop smoking. Uh-huh. And I was saying, Dad, they were selling you on this idea for years and years and years that smoking is great for you. It's going to be so fun. You're going to make all of these friends, right? And then you find out that it's killing people. There's no doubt, right? So that's how people started to distrust these big marketers. McDonald's, they advertise the most. They're probably the biggest brand name that anybody out there would see. Mm -hmm. Terrible for you. Doesn't mean their nuggets aren't great sometimes, but it's terrible for you. So. It is a really interesting thing is as you grow an organization, as you grow brand awareness, people are going to distrust you inherently because of experience. But mm-hmm. you're right, Morgan & Morgan is really aggressive in what they do and it's one of my favorite parts about it is we say we're for the people. Mm-hmm. You really have to be for the people. We run ads sometimes that are saying, one of my favorite ones is saying that the insurance companies will give us more because they know we're going to fight them. Yeah. That is the straight up truth. I no, can no, tell is. you from my own experience. Yeah. No, that, that's a good point that, uh, and I've mentioned it before on here. I think I did a TikTok on it not too long ago, <laughs> is that the insurance companies keep lists of all the lawyers. Mm-hmm. And so you may be a great lawyer, but if you're new to the personal injury game or some other aspect of law they have to deal with you in, uh, they, they want to know whether you've got any fight in you. Because if you don't and you're just going to settle, you're scared to go to trial, they know this. And so, yeah, they give lower offers to those. There, there's even um, there was a book I was just reading on personal injury that was talking about how there's even a benefit to going to trial and losing. Because they now at least know you'll go to trial, yeah. you know. So then in the future they know, oh, because it's going to cost them so much money for the litigation cost at trial, and so you'll get better settlements because you'll go to trial. Yeah, and, uh, and that's not to say every case deserves a trial, but every yeah. case does deserve an aggressive attorney. Sure, and, and that that's the point. And the good thing with with Morgan and Morgan, I think, is they've already got the track record of being going to trial, being willing to go to trial, and being aggressive like that. Whereas. You know, sometimes if you get a local lawyer, well, there, there's two things. Not to knock any local lawyers, because there's some great ones. Of but you know, one, they de- definitely don't have as deep a pockets as Morgan and Morgan, and that does help on mm-hmm. a lot of litigation. Um, and then number two, Morgan and Morgan's already established as an aggressive firm that will go to trial. You know, and newer lawyers may be still climbing that hill. So. Anyway, I think it works out for us. And, we also have uh, 30 years of experience mm-hmm. in all across the country. So there's casework that is not open to the public that we have access to that we can say, hey, what happened on this one, right? Yeah. And, and the education is some really big names that have the experience to be saying, if you're an attorney at our firm, you could go call up Keith Mitnick or one of the other mm-hmm. um, big hitter lawyers and say, hey, what, did, what should I do here, right? Yeah. So it's cool. Have you met uh, the Morgans? Some of them. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I have, since I, I've, I've only been with the organization since 2020. That's mm-hmm. when we launched the Morgan Connection. It's been COVID. So I actually hadn't met any of my coworkers in person until last Christmas. Huh. We all got together in Orlando. We're going to go do it next week again. But um, I was shocked how tall everybody was. <laughs> Honestly, I was. Well, I you're feel, pretty tall, too. I'm pretty tall, and yeah. I wear heels, too, right? And uh-huh. all, everybody, all, even the girls were towering over me. I was uh-huh. shocked about was it. Is that like a prerequisite? You gotta Apparently. Be, you got to be six foot plus to work for them. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I've met some, and uh, everybody I've met is truly amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm so serious is that obviously everybody's so successful, and you're like, oh, they're not going to be that down to earth. They're not going to be that cool. But everybody is so kind. Yeah even at the top. Well, when, when I went with you guys to that uh, horse race last mm-hmm. year, the, which one was it? Kingland? Kingland. Yeah, yeah. When we went to that and, um, 
you know, I met some of the bigger wigs there, and they were all super nice. Mm-hmm. They, they were very personable, seemed to be glad we were there. They were wanting to have fun, make sure we all had fun. Yeah. Um, well, they all come from humble upbringings, or at least the ones that I'm aware of, or mm-hmm. the majority of them. I think it, when you come into the personal injury space, you kind of have to, mm-hmm. right? Is that if you're doing it for the people that you grew up with, mm-hmm. like, I mean we're not helping out big organizations that are so rich. Mm-hmm. Sure, we're helping Bethany Frankel on a case right now, from my understanding, but there's also, you know, the neighbors of towns. $1,000 is a huge amount of money to somebody when they're into a car wreck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on So we were a few things you brought up that were, to me were interesting that we talked about a bit before we got on here is uh, your own background and then your current situation. So you live in Huntsville right now. I do. Because you're married to this... Not uh, married yet. Doesn't, I'm sorry, engaged. Are y'all <laughs> engaged, right? Engaged, oh, you don't even have the ring. That's right, you no. said that. I apologize. Brian, come on. Yeah, Brian, you got to step up. <laughs> when, and I feel like I know you, Brian, if you're watching this, because all she does is talk about you. And I always joke about how you're this uh, nerdy, because uh, you're like a rocket scientist or something, this nerdy guy. And then she comes back with how athletic you are, and you do all these other things. And so... I'm just obsessed with them. Yeah. yeah so, you're a fan. You're a fan. That's good. <laughs> biggest fan. Yeah. So... I live in Huntsville. Ryan works for a space company. He is an engineer on the Artemis project, which is the rocket. His rocket's supposed to go to Mars. Um, the one that just lifted off Apollo, or not Apollo, that happened years and years ago, but Artemis 1 just happened. He had a little bit of work on that one. And yeah, so we live in Huntsville due to that. It's If people didn't know, that's the space capital of America. Yeah. Yeah. You got the the rocket center. I went to space camp there twice. Yeah? Sure did when I was a kid. That's awesome. I, I was a kid, I was super nerdy. And I say nerdy. Not, I don't mean that in the negative way. Being a nerd is great. I, I was I read encyclopedias for fun. I wanted to be either an astrophysicist or an astronomer, an astronaut, one of the two. If there's any kids listening, being a nerd is great. Yeah, no, it's a, we it's need, a huge we positive. Need, we are on the brink of really big things in this world. I'm the biggest nerd. Yeah. It's just I'm <laughs> suck at math. So, oh, okay. so I went to law school. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I was going to ask you, though, and you may or may not know this, because when you say that, I've heard of the Artemis rocket, mm-hmm. but I was confused. That's not affiliated with uh, uh, Elon Elon Musk stuff, is it? Oh, my God. So this is confusing. I believe no. Uh-huh. And from my understanding is that they, the government kind of comes out with a request for proposal mm-hmm. on the rockets and Boeing that Ryan's with won that one that they're doing. So... There's a potential that maybe SpaceX has a piece of it because I know there's other parts of it, like Northrop Grumman is doing parts of it, and some other companies are doing other small parts of this. But looks like it's uh, NASA. Yes, yeah, well, so I, I, I knew it was rocket. NASA, but I thought they subcontracted with they SpaceX. They sell the rocket to NASA. Okay. Um, so for a while, we thought we'd be moving to New Orleans because that's where the rocket is being like done. So, so then that what what I what I hear you saying, I think is Boeing and NASA kind of doing their own thing for Mars, and then Elon Musk is also sort of racing that direction, maybe is doing he? his own thing. Yeah, yeah. I know that's a big thing that he's working towards. All these rockets he's been working up I is trying to get to Mars. I think basically, and I could be wrong, we would have to totally ask Ryan about this, but uh, they're they're contracted, right? So mm-hmm. maybe, maybe if Elon could make a successful rocket that can go to Mars, then... He Pick would it win up the contract. And you get the government money, yeah. too. I, see. I mean, it's kind of give and take, especially we've never had privately owned yeah. like rocket companies before. So it's a really interesting time is that it's cool. I actually worked for NASA when I was in college um, and obviously didn't know Ryan at all. But I was on the PR. I did a project on a PR team that uh-huh. we were trying to get people to care about oh, going to okay. Mars, right? Okay. 
And I obviously didn't know about SpaceX at the time because it was not on my radar. But I wonder if people are more interested in space travel because of Elon Musk. I mean, he's I would a celebrity. Say yes. I think that's probably goes without saying. Yeah. Especially younger people. He's got a really big following. I was just talking to somebody else about this because I own some Tesla. Um, and it's, I even agree, it's an overvalued stock for mm-hmm. what the company is. But people buy into him. Yeah. You know, he's a, he's a force of, of his own. And a lot of people, people are either, he's very polarizing. People who really like him and they really don't. Yep. But the people that really like him get behind all his stuff. Mm-hmm. And so you're right. I, I, I think that he has opened up uh, some people's eyes to the interest in, to being interested in space Plus travel. Jeff Bezos has his own company too. Blue, Blue yeah. Origin has well, a Huntsville uh, Virgin, company as well. Uh, it's called Galactic. Virgin Galactic. Virgin Galactic, yeah. But that's with that other rich guy. Yeah, yeah. The, all the rich guys have now got spaceships. Well, yeah. you know, they must know something that we don't, that they're like, we got to get off this planet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny you say that. Back when Trump was president, and one week, I don't know if you remember this, it was literally like a week and then he moved on. He was all of a sudden, he was doing all the stuff he was supposed to do, right? And 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 whether you like Trump or not, he did go by his little checklist. He literally mm-hmm. went, I'm going to try to change this. I'm going to try to do this. It's not work. I'm going to do this. The only thing that I recall that he really deviated from is he had that press conference, and all of a sudden he's like, we need a space force. got to have a space <laughs> force. And so what I said was, I said, they showed him the book. Like, he got to see that there might be something out there. And he's like, holy, we need a space force. Yeah. <laughs> we're yeah. get this thing up quick. Yeah. Uh, he's like, order some guns or something. We need some ray guns. Uh, I think he got scared. Oh. Ooh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Attack. <laughs> we caught it. We got uh, That was the ghost attacking me on the... Uh, I, I think that there's no doubt that other countries want to get to space, too. I think mm-hmm. I just saw China or Russia, one of the company, those countries that we're not really cool with, um, just put their own international space station up there. So oh, nice. we, there's no doubt that that's the next frontier sure. for everybody. Well, even you know We've what, taking all of Earth. The other so thing I think that'll there. motivate it too, and it's always motivated innovation and money, is uh, war. Yeah, and the absolutely. risk of war. Mm-hmm. So the space race is to get there and be able to put weapons there if mm-hmm. you wanted to. So that's going to motivate all of them to spend money to try to get up there. Yeah. Um, I like it more though for the. I, I think it's you know I was a big science fiction fan, so I like the whole let's go to Mars, maybe we can go to the moon for vacation, you know, get all that stuff rolling i thought by now we'd have flying cars and stuff and well and we it depends don't. on the price of it right is that uh it's pretty expensive to get anywhere on an airplane these days yeah i don't know how much that's true on a well rocket. it'll have to be that it takes time to build volume because like uh, one thing henry ford did mm-hmm. is the the car I, ju- I was just reading a book on this is why i bring it up okay the the car um in 19 early 1900s night like 1900 to 1910 I think if it said a car would have been equivalent to like a hundred grand or something nowadays, mm-hmm. any car. <clears throat> and for a lot of people, that was insurmountable. And so when he came up with his assembly line method and it was all the same, everything was the same, it was faster, and he was producing these cars much quicker and cheaper, it became something that the the normal family could afford, which then gave access to more people. Yeah. So I think the space travel thing is very similar. It's going to be, you know, only the super wealthy yeah. and powerful that initially well, will do it. You know, I was thinking about a lot of this on my way over, and I do a lot of thinking about this kind of stuff as well, as I do feel as if we're on the brink of a complete change of innovation. Mm-hmm. And it's not just space and it's not just anything. I mean, my job as well kind of goes into this is the law firms have for years and years and years all operated the same way. Yeah. And now with, and I don't want to say it's all just because Morgan & Morgan, because there are some other companies out there that are doing really innovative things as well. But there are a lot of things is there's never been a sales organization at a law firm before. That's Mm -hmm. innovation. That's helping other people. We're now helping more people. 
we're now marketing. That only started 30 years ago. That's yeah. how John Morgan got, I think, from my understanding of the whole story is that's how it kind of started, is that it happened right about when he was at the opportunity to do it. I read a book recently that is about the, um, it's called Outliers. Are you familiar with this I, book? I have the book, yes. Yeah, and I think it's really, really interesting is that the success is the middle ground of opportunity and hard work. Mm -hmm. And the opportunity being we now need these things. Somebody needs to be the one that does it, right? Yeah. So I think it's with space. It's with law. It's with business. I mean, politics, so many different things, even TV and movies. We're seeing a whole new crowd of celebrities that have never existed before because it's retirement age for the Brad Pitts of this world. Yeah, poor Brad Pitt. <laughs> uh, it's funny you say that. So there, there's a book I'm <laughs> reading me. called The Art of Business War. Okay. And uh, what he does is he, he, he starts sort of with like a Sun Tzu set pro provision or something, but it really he's taken companies throughout history, or at least that's where I'm at. I'm about midway through it so far. Every chapter takes a couple of big companies that battled somehow mm -hmm. where there was the opportunity for innovation. And like there's even, he even discusses on how you can squander that first step innovation. You may be the one that did innovate it, but if you haven't anticipated certain uh, outcomes, somebody else may surmount you. Yeah. And uh, it's very interesting. How Spotify happened. I yeah. just watched that on Netflix. Oh, really? I haven't watched, which, which show maybe, is that? Maybe it's not on Netflix. I don't remember, but basically uh, I can't even try to, remember all there's the so many of yeah, that. yeah yeah but I, I think it's like they were kind of copying at the time it was the first publicly sourced like music mm -hmm. platform and they kind of stole it from somebody else i'm pretty sure was it limewire yeah Something i think it like was limewire i haven't watched the special but i remember we were just talking about this uh limewire was around mm -hmm. there was another one too that people used to just bootleg download i music. did youtube to mp3.com uh-huh and yeah, you just would like try to find the best YouTube to do that. Yeah, or yeah. do you remember when you would have to record on your cassette tape? I do like, remember yeah. that. You don't remember I that. Did. I, you I did. I didn't grow up very wealthy. I was going to say, so you're, yeah, but you're so young. I just figured that you didn't uh, do that. Yeah, but I mean, maybe some other people had <laughs> CD players and yeah. stuff like that. But we were we were still, or oh my God, maybe on your, your little brick iPhone, brick phone, it's not an iPhone, but your <laughs> brick phone, you were using it to like record the radio for your ringtone. Yeah. No, I remember doing and all that we used to we used to do when we were when i was a teenager in the dating times and you would make a mixtape for somebody yeah you know yeah, yeah. you put these songs on them and, and a lot of times they were recorded off the radio oh time. really mm -hmm. <laughs> you still got them absolutely not oh, okay <laughs> where, where would i play them i don't know well i got, I a, I got a record anything. player in here i got all these records now i mean yeah but you can't play a cd on a record you player. said you guys do records well we're trying yeah we're trying yeah. Um, it's a different sound than what we're, we're it's so funny because it's not necessarily as high a quality sound as these digitized, real cleaned versions. Mm -hmm. But to me, there's something about the crackle and, the, you know, that it's a record. I don't know. There's just, there's something about it to me that I like. I'm recently into, and I hate to admit, it's probably because of the Taylor Swift album just coming out, but into listening to an album from front to back. Yeah, The yeah. whole thing through, because you're really seeing the artist's process mm -hmm. of this was what I was going through at this time. And then you put it out there. So I, I think it's cool to listen to, and then you're not going to do that on Spotify. No. And you, you, you learn new music that you didn't even know was there that you like. Yeah. I, I was just telling somebody about this. Uh, we were driving back me and my wife and I were on a double date with another couple. We were mm -hmm. coming back from Memphis. Anyway, on the way back, I was the DJ. I was handling the music, just playing randomness. 
And I was playing several of the songs, and one of the guy was like, "Man, I've never even heard of that. How'd you?" I said, "I listened to the whole album." Yeah. I said, "I play the album on a. I have a record player in here. Play it on the record on the the record player. You just listen to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And so you sometimes discover music you didn't even know was there. Yeah, and we're also in a really strange age of the music world. I just moved from Nashville, so I was in Nashville for a long time, and I have so many friends that are in the music industry, and you know, they're all saying that you have to be TikTok famous to make it in music. You can be talented. You could have the best music. You have the best story. Yeah, you got to have a following. You have to have a following, which is so sad because these people that are amazing artists are no longer getting out there. They're not being discovered. Well, the music industry has definitely shifted. Mm -hmm. I've had some artists on here before, uh, the podcast, that are super talented, so talented, but they either don't have any following or they just don't even have the understanding of how to monetize their talent. They're just because they're such a good artist, uh, and that's that was part of what spawned me wanting to do this recording studio because yeah. uh, I feel like I'm good at marketing and I feel like I could help some local people get a little prominence uh, yeah. with their own music. Well, you know, I talk about um, you guys and our partnership and our success often to people is that there's a lot of people that do want to do the same thing that you're doing, which mm-hmm. is having a marketing presence themselves. But for all of the other calls that come in, having somebody else to turn to, having another place, but figuring out how to put the marketing together mm-hmm. and, you you know, blending two companies in a way that we're by no means in any association mm-hmm. by any, you know, fee splits or anything like that. But, um, you know, I talk about it with a lot of people. I show them your, your commercials and everything. And that's, you know, the good stuff to all of you guys here. Yeah. Cause I think it's really cool what you're doing. Yeah, well, so part of what I would say to other lawyers, uh, well, anybody really that's trying to build their own brand in an area, is you have to be okay with some risk. Yeah. Because our early commercials, you know, are real campy and funny, but it was intentional because I knew my client. My client is not the wealthy CEO. Mm -hmm. My client is the guy that's busted his tail at construction, stopped by to grab a six-pack, and then get stopped on the way home and gets either a DUI or goes home and gets an argument and, uh, you know, the, 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 we, the wife, we end up representing the wife or whoever it is, or they're, you know, they're having some marital issues and we, it's the everyday person. Yeah. And so I needed to create a character that they could relate to. They could be like, ah, ha, ha, that's funny, but you know what? That I could, I could have a beer with that guy. That's somebody I could talk to about my stuff. I trust them because I'm transparent on it. So that's very risky though. Cause those first couple of, uh, commercials, um, uh, you know, it, it immediately, sets a stigma on me as a lawyer. So yeah. even though I think, and I think people that I've represented would tell you, I'm actually a good lawyer. Yeah. Uh, there's that campy shtick thing on the side, you know, that gets the traction in marketing. Well, you have to be memorable, right? Mm-hmm. Is there's, it's one of the challenges of my job is that since I'm trying to work with attorneys to, um, you know, help them on the cases that they can't take is that there's one or two viewpoints on marketing in the legal industry. It's either I'm never freaking doing that. You guys are wrong for marketing. That mm-hmm. should be illegal. We're going to do whatever we can to make sure that, that no longer happens or we're going to try to do it too. Yeah. If it's if it's not, we can, you can go with them or go without them, right? Yeah. So on the ones that don't like the marketing, they have so much to say about Morgan & Morgan. I mean, oh, gosh, we run some crazy campaigns every so Oh, often. yeah, yeah. Uh, the Size Matters one. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is one of my funniest <laughs> because, you know, even if every time somebody brings this up to me, I said, you're talking about it. You are not the one we're talking about. I don't think that you're looking into this a little bit mm-hmm. too straightforward. If you really go around the back end to figure it out, it's because we're trying to advertise that we're 900 attorneys. Yeah. You're not. And not that you can't do what we can, 
but um, it, it's memorable, and you're talking about it, and yeah, we're not talk, even running. If they're them talking anymore. about it, that means it works. <laughs> exactly, we're not even running that campaign anymore. So yeah, well, you can't uh, in any business. You know, sometimes you have to continue to be. You can't. You don't want to try to do what they're doing where you're catching up. Mm-hmm. You want to be innovative and do your own thing and be yeah. unique and stand alone. And uh, that's also very threatening to other people in most industries, including the legal field. Like when I first started doing this kicking lawyer stuff, man, the flack I was getting from other lawyers. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. local lawyers. Like there, there was. There's still a couple that I think I'm getting hate from just because we've managed to to be some, somewhat successful with it. Yeah. Um, I was going to say though, you're talking about. Uh, so John Morgan, I read his books. Of course. And uh, you know he had an, an issue like that when he started in Florida where he was getting some, uh, you know, friction, even his partners, his law partners at the time, there was some friction on him, and he knew, he had a vision, and he knew what he was going to do, so he let that go, and he says, he had a saying in the book that, um, I think it was him, it, I, I may be misquoting him, he was on the the Crisp podcast, and I don't want to misquote him, it was either him or Shannara mm-hmm. that said that, well, look, when I come to your market, Instead of getting all upset about, oh, no, you know, Morgan and Morgan's here, step it up. Yeah. You know, step up your game. You just got to step up and do better, and then you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. So I think there's something to be said about, you know, you got competition in the market, and that's not a bad thing. You know, it just means that you've got to innovate and be unique. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I, I, I think I've told you this. The kicking lawyer thing, part of it, too, was I knew that I couldn't compete dollar for dollar with the big dogs, with other people that have been around longer and have more money. And I'm not competing with a Morgan & Morgan, although I did want to be known prominently in the area as the the lawyer, mm-hmm. right? So uh, I had to come up with something that people remembered. Yeah. They remember the kicking lawyer. They remember the whiskey, the law hog. They remember all that stuff. Oh, speaking of that, that's what I was going to ask you. So How one of the whiskey? Uh, she's moved into a closet. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah, she, a big closet. she moved herself into the closet. <laughs> yeah, she opened the door to the what's basically our linen closet. And I, we come in one day and in her ba- bed and everything's gone. And we get to looking and she had moved her bed and blankets and everything in the closet. And so she now sleeps in the closet. She's ha- And I think, you know what I think it is? when she her face is facing out right uh-huh. well she's protected though on all sides in there okay and we've got this new little french bulldog mm. that's just mean to her just bullies okay. her yeah and so he'll the look that she the, the they're all girls the okay. little french bulldog will nip at her and whatnot and i think she's like this is a way i'm protected from it because whiskey's a little bit older too right she's maybe seven yeah. yeah and i don't know much about pigs i didn't know that they were that intelligent to move their whole home oh yeah else. no but they're I real mean, smart if they're wild animals before, you know dogs i don't really consider wild mm-hmm. all that much anymore but pigs probably are still wild animals and have those instincts yeah and, ten- and still so um makes sense that she's moving into there to get away from that dog i probably would be too if yeah. they were nipping at my ankles and i was well, an old lady pigs are way smarter than the dogs yeah believe it or not like whiskey can uh well when we used to keep her in a cage a kennel uh when we were gone she would open the kennel and get out and she's real smart, and uh, she's also real moody. They have, I think, their emotional make. You know, a dog is always like, "Hi, I'm glad to see you." <laughs> you smack them around, and they come back. Hey, will you give me a hug again? Yeah. You know, uh, but no, no, whiskey's she very moody. She doesn't forget. No, no, she doesn't forget. She's just now getting around to where she likes me enough because when she was little, and I had her in so many ads and pictures, she would squeal and stuff, and I uh, think she's upset with me. Okay. But we're but we're back getting to be buddies. Well, it's good. I'm happy for you. Yeah. So as you were saying, what I was going to ask you about <laughs> one of your campaigns you had, I was kind of proud because I. I thought so. So I know Alexander. Is it Shannara? Shannara. Shannara. I know Shannara does this thing where every every week or two he has people bring him 
law ads. Okay. Competitors' ads. He has said that he looks at the market, sees who's doing what, if they're trying to compete, or if there's anything to take and use, or what what everybody's doing nationally. So I hope that he's seen some of my stuff because I have a lot of respect for him and John Morgan. Yeah. Well, right after I launched the the comic book with okay. those as superheroes, yeah. all of a sudden. Like a month or two later, there's the Morgan and Morgan with the superheroes. And yeah. I was like, hmm, I wonder if he saw my stuff. Well, I'm no expert on uh-huh. the marketing stuff, and I need to preface that so that people can't come to me, that they think that I'm the one that's responsible for this. I don't even get a say by any means. I'm just on the back end. Yeah, I, yeah. Hear, I hear the back end of what people have to say about it. But um, I didn't know. I didn't even put the timeline together like that. I've got to imagine that our stuff is in production for a really long time. Yeah. Um, because we have a whole marketing division in New York and they do so much. I've been noticing they're probably running a new campaign every single week. So they're probably really stepping it up on the marketing side. But, um, I mean, maybe they did take it from you. We should talk to them. I'm just going to tell everybody they did. (laughs) No, I'm not worried about that. I was proud. I was excited. I was like, oh yeah, this idea I had, uh, it's Morgan and Morgan and Morgan and Morgan and Jerry. Yeah. Hey, I'll jump in there all day. I'm not a PI guy, but I'll learn. Uh, oh, well. You know, if they gave me the opportunity. I'm not a Kennedy either. And then like Morgan and Morgan and Morgan and there's a Kennedy in there too? <laughs> uh, not in the name, but yeah, yeah. there's probably plenty of last names. Yeah, I think uh, one of the Kennedys is a, he's either, I know he's not named partner, but he's in there as a partner. I think I saw that. He's Really? A, yeah, he's one of the, I don't know that he does actual litigation, but there is a legit Kennedy uh, in the Morgan and Morgan well, you know, um, this is kind of an interesting thing. I know we've—I don't know if we've talked about it, but we're doing a lot of sponsored athletes. Um, so we're moving oh, that's into new a lot for of different directions. Law I mean, for uh, uh, for law enforcement, <laughs> that too. For lawyers, that's a unique. Yeah, thing. and and it's an interesting thing because a lot of people have been talking about um, athletes with NIL deals and everything like that. And sponsored we, UFC. I saw that. Yeah, we are a sponsor uh-huh. of the UFC. We have a NASCAR. We raced it at the national or the Nashville uh, Race Speedway. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of different things that we're getting into. So not only are we just a car accident law firm, but we are, you know, business. We did some stuff with the NIL deals. We've done stuff with, um, we're doing Bethany Frankel on social media. And I'm, I don't know all the details of this, but when her name and likeness is being used for gains by companies that she has not approved that for, I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's a really interesting conversation around, just social media usage in general. Yeah. Um, so many other things, but I mean, we're I don't we're not going to get into criminal or family or anything like that, from my understanding. But it's such a large organization with things you're teaching me things about my yeah, own company I'm, right now. I'm surprised that they never that they didn't. I mean, I I know that you know one thing is the model is set up. You guys mostly do civil litigation. We also only work contingency. Yeah. You know, so so it's a whole different model to set up what we do. It's just like if I do in the past when we tried to do a few things on contingency. It's just we're not set up for it. Mm-hmm. You know, we're our criminal cases are flat rate billing. Okay. So we charge a flat rate per court. You Whichever have to. court they're in, we charge a flat rate. They pay us the money. Is is what it is. Our family law, they pay a retainer, and we mm-hmm. bill against it old school. So it's yeah. like old school billable hours. Um, and then you know we have the few that we come in and have either signed up with you or other people on on that are all contingencies, but we're not working them. You guys are. Yeah. Yeah, it works for our business model is mm-hmm. that for us, contingent cases is what we are. And we offer free case evaluations. You know, if you send us a case, what's the what's the harm in us calling them? If we have the, the manpower to be able to call every single one of these people and evaluate it, because I've found myself and I think everybody out there can explain a time in their life where they've needed professional help. Mm-hmm. 
and they didn't know where to turn. It's a really scary time for sure. a lot of people. It is nobody even if you win the lottery if you're smart enough to call a lawyer the day you win a lottery that's not the best day of your life you have got to acknowledge that you have a lot of scary things somebody was just explaining to me the other day that they can sell your information the lottery so now you're getting solicitations of sales calls and you're going to get all of these different things of how what to do with that money Mm -hmm. Uh, people are probably going to try to screw you out of you know they're going to say that they're going to invest it but then they're going to take 80 percent of the winnings from your investment or whatever but um if you're not referred to somebody that you can trust or that the person that you are calling that you trust already, if it's from their marketing because you know them, something like that, you're you're at a loss. You're mm-hmm. at a complete loss. And then you're just turning back to Google to find the next best person out there because I think everybody's Googling things these days. Yeah. It, and I also think, though, for a business owner, uh, regardless of the type of business you have, mm-hmm. it appears more professional and trustworthy when you have a good referral network, you can send people to. I also have gotten people that have come back and hired us mm-hmm. because I turned them down. Yeah. Because I told them, you know what, your case isn't ready yet, or you don't need a lawyer yet, or whatever. I didn't take their money, and, yeah. I, and I could have taken their money. And they've literally come back and said that they trust me because I could have taken their money and I treated them. Because I, I have a rule. You met my mother. Yeah. I try to treat other people the way I would like my mother treated. Yes. And uh, so, yeah, I think if you treat people right, I think it can come back around. But having a good referral network where you they know that they call you, they're not going to get screwed over. They're going to get to somebody that can help if you can't help. Yeah. Uh, I think that adds a lot of rapport. You know, you told me something last year that sticks with me a lot. And uh, we I, I think it was in a conversation or, or maybe I asked you directly about, and I believe it is you, and, a, and, and you don't have to correct me. I'm going to take credit for it if it's it. good. Is that I, I said um, something about you know defending criminals, and you said I t- take every single person that I am sought to help as if they were my brother. Mm-hmm. I am there to help them, get them in every situation, and that really sticks with me is because you don't have to be a, a bad person to find yourself in a bad situation. Mm-hmm. And there's so much that goes on with, I mean, most of the information all the public knows about lawyers and what we, what y'all do all the time is from TV and movies, Yeah. which is so incorrect, right? Yeah. And the fact of, uh, when you get arrested, they don't have to read you your Miranda rights anymore. Yeah. The amount of people we get, they call saying that we oh, don't yeah. even no, do that... this kind of stuff. And they're like, I have a criminal, I have a civil rights case because they didn't read me my Miranda yeah. rights. You're like, that's not illegal. Move on. I would say 85% of the intakes I do on criminal cases, one of the first things they tell Tell me is they didn't read my Miranda rights to me. Yeah. Uh, and there are times they should read Miranda, but sure. it's not every time. Matter of fact, most encounters with street officers, there's no need for Miranda. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're right. That's a, And a lot of it comes, though, that, you know, they're seeking, They like you say, they just know what's on TV. And so they don't know. And sometimes they don't know what questions to ask. Like, you know, a lot of times the first question is, how much does it cost? Well, mm-hmm. You know, you go to this lawyer over here, it may be super cheap, but you kind of get what you pay for a lot of times, you know? Conversely, this is why it's this cost here, but people don't... I always say this in my martial arts business, when people come in and the first question is, how much is it? They don't know what else to ask, you know? So we sort of have to educate them on that. And that's part of why I do a lot of the stuff that we do with TikTok or otherwise, is I want them to realize I'm a human, Mm -hmm. you know, but I'm an expert in a certain area. And look, this is the guy you can turn to me and hopefully trust me and know I'm reliable um, as as the expert. But um, I think if there's one thing we could all use more in this world, especially when there's TikTok and social media and all these things, is more education on things that we don't know about. Yeah. Well, and then here's the only thing I agree with you. That's why I read books. Like, yeah. But now there's, I was going to say you could watch documentaries and whatnot. 
but they're so well done now by individuals. Oh sometimes God, yeah. you can't even tell if it's reputable, you know? Oh my God. I'm big into nutrition. It's uh-huh. just something I have a passion about. You know about the liver king? Uh, no, no, but I saw okay. about that. I, well, I, I know kind of about him. He Something happened. He's in jail? No, no, no. So so for those that don't know, I was <laughs> I was going to get somebody on here that knew about it because I was going to try. It was a big deal to me. You should. My wife has been upset with me because for <laughs> uh, a year, this guy's been out about a year, right? Okay. His name, he goes by the Liver King, and you guys can look him up. He pops right up. Liver King. Big, giant, jack dude. Huge beard, uh, super jack, never wears a shirt, and then he has these nine ancestral tenants that he wants everybody to live by. And he basically and he eats raw organ meat, so he'll eat Yeet. raw testicles, raw liver, raw brain, heart, okay, raw, and uh, meat all the time. Just exclusively just, meat. Pretty much, he will yeah. eat carbs. Okay. He'll eat some carbs, but it's mostly meat, and it's and usually I, I raw. I saw a picture of this guy. He's large. He's ja- jacked. Yeah. Well, and he does some super hard workouts, of course. like twice a day. Like, and he he's forty five, I think. And his whole thing, he's been asked multiple times: no steroids, no steroids, oh, all natural. Yes. Yeah, all natural. And he then it broke that he's not on some steroids; he's on all the steroids. Oh my god! And uh, so my, the reason my wife is upset is because I've been in this industry, sort of, and should know when somebody's on, but I was kind of buying what he was selling. I was okay. like, if you're that dedicated and committed, I could see maybe you can get those results. And she's like, see, I told you. Yeah. You just it up. Yeah. And, well, that's really interesting. <laughs> he, he definitely was. And I'm sure that's why I didn't, when you said he was 45, I was shocked because yeah. he looks old oh, yeah. from the photos I've seen. Yeah. But that's what steroids does to you. But, yeah. um, you know, when it comes to all the documentaries is that they all have a prerogative, right? Mm-hmm. So if I'm interested in nutrition, I understand how each part of it is so beneficial for your body. And it's that for a long time they were pushing the keto diets or mm-hmm. whatever diets and they work in theory in some situations, but not everybody in the world can sure. buy into that. And same yeah. with like, there's documentaries about skincare or, oh my God, I just watched something about Firefest. Mm-hmm. Or, you know Firefest? You know oh about, yeah, I've seen that. About did? the party that they were supposed to throw. Yeah, and then, so yeah it was it a was, big scam. Oh, I did, so I did see, scandal. I know what you're talking about. So, yeah. okay, so I didn't see the documentary. The documentary comes out and it's called Firefest, whatever year it mm-hmm. was, 2018, 19. It was on an it island or something? The, uh, yeah. and it was supposed the to biggest be, party that never happened, I think yes. is what it was. Yeah. yeah, so it was this big Music festival, first ever. I think it was supposed to be in the Bahamas or something like that. It's supposed to be super legit. And all of the people get there, and it's just not there. There's no they housing. Had, there's no food. There's no nothing. It was like hurricane tents that they had set up for <laughs> well, them. Well, and, a, yeah, a, here, here's the post. So this is the documentary showing all of this information. The guy who was behind it just got out of jail recently so now he's on tiktok i mean obviously it's how it works and he showed wait that's a good that's so the, this that's pop the up food. on the i, I can put it in after okay. the fact yeah so that right there he said that was the catalyst for the fall of this um that cheese sandwich so basically all these he comes out and he's saying that it was supposed to be so great it was going to be great and the documentary makes it out to be this is just like they intended to make it wrong mm-hmm. It was that that photo of the cheese sandwich right there got shared on social media. This girl was wasted, he says, go grab a a, a sandwich. And shares it on social media. All of the entertainment cancels. In the midst of that, they have a hurricane during it. They just have bad situation after bad situation after bad situation. The documentary totally makes it out to see like they intended to do it and to screw everybody over. So So you're saying the documentary had the spin on it and the reality was far from that. Yep. 
Yeah, well, and I think you're right. I think you've got to look at the source. I was reading Plus, a book. Plus, also, like, can we trust that guy? Not like not that he just came out of jail and that's mm. making him bad or anything like that, but, like, he has a business prerogative now, too, yeah. is that he's poor, and maybe he can get wealthy again on the internet. Well, uh, one thing that I'm finding inter- interesting now, because I understand how people are biased mm-hmm. in general, and I'm thinking back to books that I read, and one of the things I always look at is the author's bias. Because mm. I read mostly nonfiction. Yeah. And so uh, I'll be like, oh, okay, I see that this is his leaning, this is his leaning. Yeah. And, and so I try to read stuff from different sides so I can kind of get the middle ground. Yeah. I, was, I had a, 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 she's a, a reporter for a newspaper on here a year or so ago. And one yeah. of the things I told her was, I wish we had a news source that had no spin at all. It was literally like, this happened on this date, this is what it is, the authorities or whatever, that's it. Don't you, you know? think that's hard, though? Because over time, you create a bias no matter what. The more information you know, I think that I now have a strong bias in favor of personal injury lawyers and yeah. against insurance companies, right? I, I do think it's hard to do, but I think it's possible. I think mm-hmm. back in the day, the reporters did much better job at it. Yes. It was just the facts, no spin, not my opinion on it. I think that the integrity is gone though too, right? Is that yeah. people are on the news or, and, and I could be wrong about this. This is just my impression of it is that people are all in it to get rich. Yeah. So they're not really trying to do the good work of journalism maybe anymore, or maybe that we had that going on for a long time and people are sick of it. And now we're going to change it again mm-hmm. because I do hear about things that they're saying are a non-biased news platform. Yeah. I haven't checked any of them out. I'm not even on Twitter. I don't really, mm-hmm. I, I don't well, have that much time. In my I just life. listen to both sides. I try to my best. I yeah. listen to Fox News. I listen to NPR or MSNBC or, you know, I just, mm-hmm. I try to get a kind of a mix of whatever it is. Honestly, most of the news I get is from articles I read online. Yeah. That's probably why I don't really watch. We were just talking about it. I don't, I was trying to come up with that reporter's name. Yeah. And I don't really watch the news traditionally either. Mm-hmm. You know, most, I think most people nowadays, well, under a certain age, I think are like that. Well, it's, it's just a difference in what our lifestyles are, right? Is I think my parents growing up is that we woke up and turned the TV on. They went mm-hmm. to the bed with the TV on. Yeah. Do you go to, do you sleep with the TV on? No. We don't even have one in the bedroom. No, but I do have my phone. Okay, yes. So the younger you have folks, the phone, I think, have the phone. And you, I try to, I try to now not go on Instagram mm-hmm. first thing in the morning. I try to check the news. And for a long time, the news was saying, uh, like, the news was saying the news sucks. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So then we all started saying, oh, the news sucks. And then we stopped paying attention to what was going on in the world. Yeah. And then COVID happened and we, nothing was going on in the world. So we didn't really care aside from like the election. And then people are so polarizing yeah. on the internet too, is that each of us have our own opinions. Well, so. it's so crazy that like in the U.S. right now, if you say I voted for Biden mm-hmm. or I voted for Trump, instantly people are putting you in a block. Yeah. You know, one side or the other, either, oh, okay, I like her, oh, no, I don't, you know. They think you believe everything that they had. Yeah, Yeah. and I mean, some. to be honest, I'll be honest with you, who I voted for in the last presidential election was the lesser of evils. Yeah. I didn't like any of them. Don't you feel like that's always how it is, That's terrible, though. I don't think it should be like that. I just had a disagreement with somebody. I had to bite my tongue, actually. Yeah. Because he was dogging on Ronald Reagan. I actually like Ronald Reagan. I like a lot of his policies he's had. I've, I watch his speeches. I still go to YouTube, and I've watched a lot of his old speeches. Mm-hmm. He was really good at not causing division yeah. and trying to draw the country together, in my opinion. But, um, you know, I just feel like there were some presidents we've had that were still kind of statesmen 
And at least, I'm sure in the back room, they were, you know, they might have been shady folks. We have no idea what they're doing. Yeah, but at least the perception was they were a strong leader, somebody you can get behind. And now it's like we just, it's just which clown are we going to elect? You know, I just saw the other day, I was laughing so hard. It was Friday night. uh, And this is obviously how fun my Friday nights are. I go, Ryan, Biden's on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, what do you mean? And I was like, did you know the president of the United States, Biden, who's 80 however many years he holds, is on Instagram? So his press secretary is like, all right, all right, President, Mr. President, it's time to take out an Instagram <laughs> photo. And he's like, what in the heck is that? He's I like, thought it was the funniest thing yeah. that it is, is that, I mean, I followed him because it's funny, yeah, yeah. in my opinion. But we are using our world leaders as celebrities sure. these days rather mm-hmm. than... Um, you know, and that might be a natural evolution of it. I don't know, but... You know, it just makes me nervous because there's so many better options. I, I said this multiple there's gotta times. There's got to be right. There has my got favorite, to be. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard, uh-huh. was the who I she was a she ran for the Democratic nomination. She was veteran. She's minority, very articulate, has a very stateswoman statesman's presence. Um, I like a lot of her policies. A couple, some that I didn't, but I thought she was very well rounded. I thought she would uh, be, be attractive to both sides. And, you know, wasn't even in the conversation. It's just sad to me that some of the best options are just not even there. For a long time, I wanted to say I don't care about politics. And I will say joining the legal industry is now I have such a strong... It's They're one and the same. We are correlated in every way. So um, this year going into the voting, and I'm new to a new state, obviously in Alabama, we're going to vote one way. It does not matter what my opinions are, but Mm. I wanted to know what every single candidate had to talk about. Now, mm-hmm. it was interesting is doing the research about it that the things that they didn't want to talk about, they just didn't talk about, yeah. right? Is that some people, knowing that the public was not going to be happy with their viewpoint, just didn't even bring it up. And I'm like, well, that's a little unfair to say hmm. if it's important to the public, you should now be trying to do that rather than hide from what your opinion is. But um, the other point is that, and not to bring this up, but the Twitter files that mm-hmm. just came out, which is so interesting that and good for Elon to do that in general, but um, nobody has anything to say about it. Mm-hmm. Everybody's had so much to say about the politics, and that they are so mad that you voted for one person or you voted for the other guy. And but now that we're seeing that both sides were doing the exact same thing, the yeah. whole fake news thing was by both sides. Yeah, nobody's saying shit because their side is also wrong. Well, and I think uh, it's funny. It's funny you say that because uh, I, I, just, I just lost my train of thought on. Uh, what I was fixing to tell you, because I thought it was it was right on to what you're talking about. Um, it was something to do with trust in the media. I don't remember. Fake news? It, it's it's all fake news, right? <laughs> it is. Yeah, and, and this is what You happens. said Instagram, so you're not on TikTok as much? You're mostly you on know, Instagram? I am on TikTok. However, my algorithm recently is really terrible, uh-huh. so I'm not getting much. I really started to notice um, I had to stop. I have limits on all of my social media that's now. Good. I was going to say, I, that's the problem I've had. Is It was affecting me mentally. At night, really we don't have a TV on, yep. but I would always read myself to sleep. Mm-hmm. Well, the last few months, I've been sitting there, and my wife, too. Yep. Uh, we, it, literally, she'll pass out, and I'll know she's asleep because the same video is playing over and over where she's gone to Do sleep. Do you notice yourself staying up later, though? Yes. So that's what I noticed, is mm-hmm. that I couldn't fall asleep, mm-hmm. and that I can't wake up in the morning, and then all of these other things, and I started to just be obsessed with like the idea of I'm learning on TikTok. Mm -hmm. Realistically, I had this thought one time and I was telling somebody, I was like, and I do talk about the TikTok videos I see as like, as if they're news sources Mm -hmm. when they're just not. Yeah. But uh, I was like, 
I don't actually remember what I, one of my friends said this to me actually. She was like, I asked my boyfriend, what did, do you in the two hours that we've been scrolling sitting next to each other, can you recall a single video that you just saw? And he said, no. And I was like, I get it. Me too. So I'm really trying to limit my usage yeah. on social media, which is good that I've been so busy recently because mm-hmm. I'm naturally doing that. But I'm trying to not bring my cell phone into bed for Instagram or TikTok at night. I'm trying to read more because that's the only op- time I have to read. Sure. I consume a ton of podcasts. That's yeah, where I, I get too. a lot of my um, – I'm in the car a lot yeah. during the day. So I actually did not get a Spotify wrapped this year because I think I've listened to so little music on mm-hmm. my own Spotify that – it didn't have anything to wrap up <laughs> yeah. because I just listen to podcasts and get, I think that somebody said it a while ago is that podcasting is potentially the biggest opportunity for media in the future. Well, Except, I, I think you've done a great job on this one. Thank so you, you. You have a future in your own podcast. Yeah. You, you just have to promise when you do it, you'll let me come be a guest. I would love to, but I, I don't know if I'm going to do it myself. Uh, uh-huh. I don't know what I'm going to do with my whole life yet. I have so much uh, Well, they, they're not, I, I started the, the beginning of this thing was on my laptop. Yeah. Me sitting at my desk, talking in my laptop, editing the videos myself. Okay. And so this has been an, an elevation. Then I went to one year for Christmas, my wife gave me this, it was a podcast stand thing. It was this it's over there, I think. It's got a camera on it, and it had a mic arm on it with a light, a ring okay. light. That was the next level. And then I was like, Josh and I had talked about it, and I was wanting to go to another level with this thing and do it regularly as a show. And so we built this out. So, so you've been doing it for a little while then. Yeah, so I started all on YouTube. Okay. And then I started doing some Facebook Live stuff, and then it's just morphed into this, which we've got really good traction on TikTok, shockingly. Yeah. Uh, that's where we have the most traction. YouTube has been up for years, and it's just not traction. I think we're barely to 1,000 followers on, subscribers on, on YouTube. Well, I, I've seen some things about they call YouTube long-form content. Yeah. So uh, they, they think long-form content is going to come back. But mm-hmm. there's so many places that we consume. I was just listening to a podcast. About And they were talking about the rankings of all of the um, streaming services and where they rank. And, um, you know, it's not Netflix that's number one this year. It was um, Amazon Prime actually was the number one. And then Netflix. And then, you know, there were 10 others after all of that. So then we're so heavily consumed with all of this long-form content stuff. I don't go to YouTube ever. Mm -hmm. I I mean, it's just not in my time. But also because I can't watch videos while driving or doing other things. Sometimes I do want to watch YouTube and I never was in on that. So that could be a difference too. Some people were big YouTubers. I never was. Yeah. I'm not really a big YouTuber either, but you know, like we'll post a video on Facebook live and we'll get 200 views within an hour. We posted on YouTube and a year later we've got like four views. (laughs) (laughs) YouTube. It's so random. The one thing I think it's extremely interesting with all of it, especially TikTok, is the monetization mm-hmm. of it, though. Truly. So I'm monetized on TikTok. Yeah? I've been getting, I got an offer for, it was an app that wanted me to do a, an ad for them. And that was, it's interesting. Did you do it? Uh, so I, I, I did, but when I went to, it's, it's finicky. When I went to accept it, I had just gotten monetized. It was literally the week I got monetized. Mm-hmm. They sent me the proposal. Mm-hmm. And you have to accept it and you can kind of negotiate the price with them. So I was doing that. Well, then when I go to do the final acceptance, the the TikTok profile said that I had to complete a tax form that I'd already done. So then you click it, and it sends you back to what you've already done, and there was some bug in the system, I guess, that I didn't. So I ended up doing the video and trying to set up a thing outside of TikTok with this company to go ahead and do it. 
And then, of course, we have some some ads here that we do. But the purpose of this isn't really, I mean, it's great if it takes off and we make money off of it. But uh, that really wasn't what I was shooting for. I think it's about sitting down and having meaningful conversations with people. If anybody watches and finds yeah. one piece of information important is, you know, I work a lot of my life through storytelling is I collect in, in its in its best way is I collect stories. Yeah. Right. Is that um, I think that there's so much to learn from other people's experiences. So if, if we can learn from anybody else. Sure. There's not much face to face contact that's going on these days. I don't know about everybody else, but I don't I think post covid or maybe it was happening before we weren't really talking to people about their lives. Yeah. And you if I could sit here and talk about something that somebody else can't otherwise and you could listen in and start having that information. It's pretty cool. Well, I think that everybody's got a story. Yeah. You know, and I've had all kinds of people on here. We tried to get the town drunk guy on here. Uh, oh, yeah? I told him I was going to give him $20, and he, he never showed up. He's been arrested like 400 times. Do you, do you represent him? Uh, I have arrested him, and I've rest, represented <laughs> him. Yeah. But, awesome. but anyway, you know, he's got an, everybody's got an interesting story. Yeah. And uh, I enjoy talking to people. I'm, I'm like you. You're very personable, and I think you like folks. And so, yeah, I enjoy it. And then it is a way to still further get brands and stuff out. So Most definitely. Uh, so if people want to find you, is there a way they can do that? If it's a lawyer looking to join up or just somebody wanting to see what your boyfriend looks like, where can they find you? <laughs> you can't have him, anybody. Um, <laughs> but I am, you can email me at kthurston at forthepeople.com. If you're an attorney, I'd love to talk or connect you with one of my coworkers. Um, on Instagram, I think it's Krista Thirst. And... TikTok, don't look for me. I'm I'm so cringe on the TikTok. I I went through back through my old videos. Oh, <laughs> you got dances and stuff. Uh, no, 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 no. Do I, I did I know you were on TikTok? <laughs> oh God, I tried. I'm just like not cool or young or fun like that to be able you, to. You you are you are pretty cool and you're very young. And I think I'm pretty fun actually, but what it the translation to TikTok is just not it. <laughs> Let's see. I don't know if it I should be Krista Thirst. Oh, I put Krista. I put your whole name. Krista Thirst. I think I spelled it wrong. I'll Maybe I'm there, under No, there you are. Oh, uh, wait, yeah, you got, you got, no, that's not you because there's no followers. No, I probably don't have any followers. That's not you either because there's one video. But it does look like me, the photo, and there's some videos. They're all from like 2020 when we were locked inside. Oh, good. I'm, I'm definitely going to have to go back and watch those. Ryan and that's, that's what everybody's going to be looking up, anybody watching. They'll be looking up your TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I'm so, private on Instagram. Well, I thank you for taking the time to, to come in. Thanks for feeding so us and taking care of us I and everything. I love coming. I, but, I uh, love being around I've guys. enjoyed over the last couple of years getting to know you me and too. working with Morgan and Morgan. I think it's, I think it's been a, a good arrangement. Me too. So. Me too. It's really fun. And thanks, everybody, that watched today. I hope you're having a good holiday season. Like I said, this one's pre-recorded, so I'll be glad to see your comments later. Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe to all our content across social media and podcast platforms, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter. We own there. Uh, the TikTok, you can go see it's legal information, and my favorite part is Josh dancing. And then uh, uh, don't forget to download Wonder Girl. It's on uh, Spotify, Apple iTunes. Uh, NA the band it's free it doesn't cost anything so give them a listen and uh, help those guys out I want to thank Michelle Allen like I said she's your go-to realtor in the area if you're buying selling renting leasing real estate selling it whatever you need uh, she'd be glad to help you out or she's good at giving referrals too so if you're looking at some for some help in the area she can help you Mason's High Octane Martial Arts located in Covington since 93 current Christmas specials 149 for a uniform and a month of lessons you can visit masonsmartialarts.com for more information. 
The Cellar Restaurant Prohibition Bar opens at 4 o'clock. We have live music every Friday. We got our big New Year's shindig at the end of the year. A lot of fun stuff going on there. Great food, great drinks. Come see us at the Cellar. Opens 4 p.m. every day. And then Masonite Digital Marketing. He'd be glad, Josh would be glad to help you with your branding presence online, building your websites, all that kind of good stuff. So give us a call. I hope that you're having a, a good holiday season, and I really appreciate you guys throughout the year watching us and giving us any of your time because I know it's very valuable. Um, I hope you have a great time. Keep kicking. Thanks for watching, guys. Just remember that this is not legal advice or investment advice or business advice. This is for fun and entertainment purposes only.